0: Minus 3 is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus 3 with Dave Damaschek. Hi and hello sports fans. Welcome to Minus 3 presented as ever by Omaha at an especially exciting time in the world of sports. Football season's over no matter because the NFL draft is nigh- The playoffs are all over the place. Baseball's going. Dave Damoshek is one of the newcomers to the sport. And I've got to say, I've enjoyed it thus far in 2023. Um, Welcome to the show. Eddie Spaghetti there behind his glass. He's nervous as all get out, as is the man seated high atop Hollywood. He's nervous about his Boston Bruins. All it took was one loss, a historic regular season Undone by 60 minutes against the Florida Panthers. He does have his Celtics going. Let's talk about all of it with the aforementioned Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella?
1: Happy 420. Oh, thank you. I I could use a little relaxation. I
0: I was going to say, I hate to interrupt you, but I have to say before I introduce you, because it is an auspicious day for you. Um, you know, there are some celebrities, Johnny come lately who have found out about burning tree in the 21st century now that it's legal in so many states. But Kevin Hench was an OG before. Oh, my God. He was down, he was I, down I, in the Bahamas at the age of 12. Right. burning. Well, uh, nine,
1: nine was when I, I made nine my, years uh, old. when I made my debut. It's it's hard to explain. By the way, my parents are in their 80s. They're going to be brought into the authorities now. They're gonna be. They're gonna show up. Like, what? What do you mean? Your <laughs> nine-year-old was getting high? It. It sounds weird, but if you lived in St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands, it was just a cloud of pot smoke. I was just. I. I was raised by Rastafarians. It didn't seem weird there that the babysitter was like, "Let's get the nine-year-old high." <laughs> He's getting
0: high. <laughs> it's. Cr- How Her did boyfriend- you come through? You know, you you talk. I. I it's it's you're pretty uh, open about your childhood and everything else. And, you know, the, your parents and all that, your, your mom, I've never met your, uh, your old man, but your mom is a delightful person, but you know, you're a weirdo. There's no, don't get me wrong. You're, you're a grade a weirdo, but you should be a lot more effed up than you are. True. Uh,
1: I totally agree. I will say uh, though, you've never met him. My dad, you know, did, was responsible enough as a parent, to not smoke hash with me until my 11th birthday. Oh, that's nice. See, that's, because he didn't want, yeah, he didn't, he didn't want my brain to be adversely affected. That was a, that was a fun (laughs) night. I was like, dad, do you know, Dave and I are not the same age. My dad was, he treated us like twins. My brother's five years older than I am. It's like, get the (laughs) twins in here. Well, Kevin's <laughs> 11. Maybe he doesn't have to smoke hash with you.
0: Dr. What? And you're an accomplished writer. I guess, you know, right brain kind of stuff. I guess it maybe opened up a portal to you, though. No, way. I
1: laugh about it, but I'm like, I am the last guy you want to invite to speak at career day. I like I just I come right out. School's stupid. Hey, kids, how's everyone doing? Great to see you here. Bet you wish you were outside. Yeah, there's more to learn out there. This is dumb. Get out of this prison. Um, so, so yeah, I had a very weird upbringing, and it worked out great.
0: Um, well, you know what? I'll, well, there's more meat on that bone when we get to our goat and goats of the week, and um, maybe we should just jump right into them. But first, before we do, actually, um, you know, I think this is an exciting time, like I say. I, I, I feel weirdly. You couldn't have – a week ago – you couldn't have convinced me of this, no matter how hard you tried. But, and, and you know, listen, I, I I need to talk myself into this. I need to rationalize this. My first year in 17 years of not watching the Stanley Cup playoffs with my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Penguins involved in them. But what listening to and watching you two just before we got going here makes me feel like maybe I'm in a good position here. You guys are so stressed out.
1: It's crazy. And I like, you know. I mean, I think as you know, Spietti will be a parent soon enough and he'll be a good dad. But like one of the crazy challenges for fathers who love sports teams is, you know, when your QB fumbles the snap on first and goal at the one, and then your kid comes in and, and asks a question, you have to be like, oh, hey, what's going on, sweet pea? Hey, can you get over here? Like, you know, you have to pretend not to, you know, want to scream, shut the F up. Get out of here. Don't you know it was first and goal? And the only sport I am unable to be a good father is, is playoff hockey. I'm just like, get out. No, no. I am stressed out. And it's unpleasant. And, and the kittens are doing backflips in your stomach for, for two and a half hours. It's terrible. It's not fun. And yeah, mazel tov to you having a spring to spend with your children.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that because the night that it became official that the Penguins were not going to be in the postseason mix, not the night, within literal minutes, exactly the scene you described happened. My little girly wanted to do some coloring. You know, we love to craft here at the house. We love arts and crafts. And she wanted to do some crafting. I pulled myself together. I went in there and crafted Like, my world hadn't just been shattered. And I think it's my proudest moment as a parent to date. I mean, it doesn't compare with your old man in a hat. But I I did a really nice job. Oh, look at that. Oh, you didn't go with purple? Oh, I love that on her. You know, Nobody understands
1: what we're going through and that that divide between father and fan. And, you know, that's awesome that you could pull it off. Like, Mm. I don't... Thank you. Yesterday, Gigi had her friend Lily over... And they're like, can you come play basketball with us? And I'm like, get lost, A. And B, <laughs> hey, it's time you learn that the whole point of a play date is I'm off the hook. Go play with each other. I don't have to uh, rebound for you. That's go, nice. Go play with each other. Uh, and then, of course, so that the, the the double whammy is you're a terrible father. And then your team just gets the sh- kicked out of it by the Florida Panthers. And then at the end of that, you're like, wow quite an afternoon for the henchman well done
0: by the way yeah by the way um (laughs) somehow your father's come out smelling like a rose for burning hash with the 11 year old hench (laughs) see so so being disengaged or being engaged is
1: always with your kids and what they're doing if if i I I was a better dad i would have been like Not only can I play basketball with you two nine year olds, let's get high before we go before we go shoot some threes. Let's smoke some tree and then shoot some threes.
0: That's what those commercials say. Like, you don't have to be a perfect dad. Just be a dad. Be present. That's that's what your old man learned. And apparently it's like like the crazy
1: commercial, you know, where the kids like he where did you learn how to do this? I learned it from watching you like you literally handed me the joint, dad. What do you mean? Where did I learn it? Like we got high together. Are you so stoned right now? You don't remember where I learned?
0: That's it? always, that was always my takeaway from that, that the old man has burned too much tree and he's burnt away the memory of encouraging his child who now has, you know, dutifully, in fact, has a sneaker box filled with joints and otherwise. <laughs> now the old man doesn't remember where they came from or yeah. uh, or why way- he didn't take them and put them under under his mattress, the old
1: man's mattress, like, Oh, the kid, you know, take some pride chip off the old bong. Like, (laughs) Hey, all right. You're following the family tradition. You're a burnout.
0: (laughs) Um, What I do think is that we are on a collision course for, and, and it's a fascinating um nightly experience of NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs and in the meantime obviously baseball going on and draft and all that but it is fascinating to me that the NBA playoffs to this point in last year at least just a, it feels like 100% chalk which is nice uh, if you're looking for something dependable as a gambler on the other side of the equation the NHL playoffs are completely up in the air once again. And I have to say, I don't care for it. I'm not rooting for the Boston Bruins, obviously, um, but it's bad for the sport. If the Florida Panthers pull an upset here, the, well, a historically great team, if the Bruins lose here, that's bad. And it's also unsatisfying if you can just check off before the NBA playoffs, check like Higher seed, higher seed, higher seed, and, and and do that all the way to to the finals. That's not great either, except, like I say, from a wagering standpoint.
1: Well, it's it's a bit the nature of the two sports, right? It's very hard for an inferior basketball team with a shot clock, 48 minutes to to prevail. Um hockey, obviously, a lot of puck luck, as poor Islander fans found out. Um, and then that hot goalie. Can change everything. And now the Bruins were just terrible in all phases. And I'll get to Bergeron's absence in a second, but like it you're just more likely to have road dogs winning in hockey than you are in basketball. The crazy thing Sal, Sal sent out last night was chalk, all 16 favorites covered the spread. It's kooky, yes.
0: Well, well, I want to even, as a matter of fact, give out some NBA plays here when we get to our best bets and later on in the show here. But yes, I mean, you're you're really, um, if you're going against the grain here, you're really kooky because yes, fourteen for fourteen is well. Listen, I
1: like going against the grain. That's why I gave out the uh, Rays to lose last week, their fourteenth game of the season, and they did. Yeah, uh, muzzle tough so to you. That gonna, was a great I'm gonna, call. I'm going to do, do that again when we get to our uh, to our picks. But let's uh,
0: let's get into our goat and goats. And I just want to say before we do though that what I was going to say five minutes ago is I, as now an objective and innocent bystander, uh, bystander, am looking forward to what is starting to feel almost inevitable. At least in ch- uh, the rags are going to the conference final. Now the question is, are the Bruins going to do it? I think they will, which means minus three is going to have another war on the ice to have to to have to watch through. But this time, I'm going to get to put my feet up and laugh as you two go at each other because I do think your two teams
1: are going to the conference final in the Wales. That'd be great. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm less sanguine about that possibility after. And not just game two, by the way. The Panthers are the better team in game one. Too. Like, this is two games... This is five out of six periods the Panthers have been way better than the Bruins. And if Bergeron's really hurt, like not going to play in the playoffs hurt, they're not going anywhere. So congratulations on breaking a meaningless record um, and then also playing your leader in a game after you broke all the meaningless records and getting him hurt. Uh, Mont- Montgomery should go back on the sauce. I know he's in recovery, but Jim Montgomery for playing Patrice Bergeron okay. in Game 82 should should have a bottle of vodka. I, that's it's, a, it's,
0: you're trying to help him. That I people will exactly. bristle it's, at it's, that, but that's good. It's
1: indefensible. Uh, much like the Bruins' goal has been indefensible uh, with these turnovers. I can't believe you, ice.
0: Kooks. I can't believe you, Boston Kooks. It takes 60 minutes. The guy's going to win the Vezina Trophy, and you want to replace him with Swayman between the pipes oh, look. I don't blame
1: Olmark. He saw more odd man rushes in one game than all season. The Bruins standard move was for one of their uh previously good defensemen to pinch as they were turning the puck over. Like I'm going in but I don't have the puck. They have the puck and I'm way over here and now Olmark is just I mean the the Panther goals were like coming right down the slot unchecked unmarked at one point on a on stalls goal, pasta and uh bertuzzi are like standing still watching holding hands like they're like what guys would you would you back check here? oh no no, that would be Bergeron's job but he's not playing. So you hang out, you enjoy watching this game um yeah it was it's terrible it's it's awful it's physically awful. I'm not in shape – I'm not in – I'm in bad physical condition, but I'm also not in the emotional shape you need to be in for a long Stanley Cup run when your day off is watching the Celtics, you know, glide their way, luckily, against an inferior opponent. But, like, it's not good when your two best players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, are the two most likely – to not care for five minutes like Derek White <laughs> never Marcus Smart never doesn't care he's never styling his way through a possession like you're like how did that 32 point lead just become 12 oh because these guys are too cool man these guys are at too least cool. you got the
0: Hawks and if Giannis we don't know uh, you know you talk about Bergeron in postseason means you know keeping things nice and cloudy about how healthy a guy actually is. It sounds like Giannis is all right, but it's all up in the air. If he's something less than a hundred percent going forward on that side of things. And that probably favors your Celts. Um, All right, let's get into it here. And as you talk about with your two favorite Celtics, it occurs to me with goat and goat, of course, the meaning of two words uh, at either extreme um, is what we celebrate each week, the best and the very worst of the week. Um, I think that we should honor Anthony Davis being the human being who best, who, who, who most regularly assigns himself one side or the other. He's either the goat or the goat, if you're a Lakers fan. And that was true in game one against the Grizz and game two, positively in game one, game two, the opposite effect of that. So I think this should be maybe going forward, the Anthony Davis goat and go to the week. How say I love do? it. I love okay. it. Um, Jump, take it away okay. for us.
1: So a couple of honorable mentions as I, as I always have, you know, it's like, um, first of all, whether it's, whether it's social media websites or automobiles or rocket ships, is there anything Elon Musk touches that doesn't burst into flames? I mean, seriously, like <laughs> smartest guy on the planet, unrivaled intelligence. Uh, uh, let's, can we double check that? Can we double check on that guy's, that guy's unparalleled level of genius? Um, so as I said, with Angel Reese's unfortunate conduct, and again, it's like, how do you defend like taunting the vanquished opponent so terrible? You know, and Elon Musk is is taunting the world because he's vanquished the world. Draymond, who gets my bad goat, probably mm. you know you guys are probably circling the same obvious area. Draymond, at least it's heat of the battle, right? At least at least he loses his mind again in the heat of battle. So better than um, you know po- post championship taunting. But I like. What, did you watch after Draymond stomped on Sabonis? His his entire performance art with the crowd. And like he was like on something. Like he's like, he's out of his mind. Like, what is he's having, and and so it's like obviously it's like it's Draymond, it's Draymond, it's Draymond. And you're like, Draymond, you won. You won. You want, you you've got hundreds of millions of dollars. You got a great podcast. You're you've got your championship rings. You're the big winner. You're the big winner. Now, he has some unprocessed trauma that keeps him from being able to not lose his mind. I would recommend a book called Buddha's Brain for Draymond Green that talks about first darts and subsequent darts. And whatever the first dart, somebody grabs your foot, Draymond always does the second, third, fourth, fifth dart. Now, so here we are uh, taping it on Thursday. And like, like many people, I know, I go, oh, I wonder if this suspension is going to is going to be like 2016 when Draymond's suspension absolutely cost the Warriors a championship. No, there's no debate that that Draymond Green getting suspended against the Cavs uh when they were up 3-1 cost them that series. Just to confirm that. As Draymond sits game 3 against the Kings, I wanted to go back and see Who they played in Draymond's stead in 2016 to see if if his absence was, in fact, decisive. This is unbelievable. You only get this here on the minus three. Okay. Uh, So you got to replace Draymond's minutes. Maurice Spates, 11 minutes, 20 seconds. Mo Spates. 0 for 6. 0 for 6 from the floor. 11 minutes. Hey, thanks for those 11 minutes, Mo. Uh, You're 0 for 6. You're out. Festus (laughs) Festus Azili. Festus Azealy. <laughs> Festus Azealy. Boy, these guys minutes. were only just a few years ago. It feels like 20 years ago uh, since I've heard these names. Nine and a half minutes. He goes one for three. He doesn't really kill them, but he only gets nine and a half minutes. Anderson Varejo on the Warriors. Now he's playing the Cavs, yeah. who you associate him with. He gives them eight minutes in and 36 seconds. In that time, he goes three for eight from the line. Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for those three points, uh, three from the line. Then this would be the one that I would miss for sure. If we were doing a Mr. Lister, James McAdoo, James McAdoo. Yeah. Jimmy Mack. do you remember? Plays, no,
0: I don't know who that is. Plays
1: man. seven minutes and 37 seconds. Does not score is a minus 10. So you know, they mm-hmm. so they get outscored by the 10 by 10 in the seven and a half minutes. So that's 37 minutes of McAdoo, Varejao, Azili, and Spates instead of Draymond. Okay. So obviously he cost them the 2016 championship. Now uh down 2-0 to the Kings and a team that's not as good as those earlier Warrior teams. You're, you know, it's it's like Draymond, when are you going to read Buddha's brain? When are you going to get your act together? Like you, you are the bad goat. Like this other thing you do. I know, I'm sure he would pass a polygraph. Like I need to be on the edge. I need to be on it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You could actually go get some help and you could help your team just as much. You could play just as hard you could be an elite passer from the high post exactly the same you could be a great defender you could rebound no problem just cure this other part and you won't be costing your team's championships in addition to winning them championships so i mean i watched draymond i, I you know i saw the stomp and by the way like they were the way that game was being announced you're like oh you guys don't know that he's going to get thrown out of this game and probably suspended. Like he stomped on him. Like it's insane. What and- is it? What is, uh,
0: for real? Like, I, I mean, you know, Draymond feels like you guys don't really know who I am or whatever. And maybe it is even in his own, when he looks in the mirrors, like, Hey, gotta play this way. That's what, that's, what's given me the edge is playing with an edge and makes me a valued member of a, of a dynastic pro basketball team. But I, I'm with you again, the people who are arguing, like, I can't believe he's suspended. What, what are you missing? Did you, did you, do you have amnesia from the last decade? Did you miss everything else that supports that he's playing kooky? This is another chapter. This isn't a one-off that's, that's the part
1: I'm with you hundred percent. I,
0: he's like, whatever.
1: he's like whipping the crowd into a frenzy. And I'm like, Wow. He doesn't even know he's about to get thrown out of this game and suspended. He's doing a performance art thing here. And someone's going to have to come over and tap him on the shoulder and say, get lost. Uh, because there's a, there's a sport. Yeah. Rowdy, Rowdy here. Piper was like, you're overdoing it a little bit, fella. Yeah. Rain so, it in a anyway. little. so he's the, he's the, the, the goat of goats, bad goats. Um, And, and I, and I believe I, last I saw the Kings were still getting six. It, I don't know if that line has changed spaghetti, but that that's seems, where, no, that's
0: that's where it was uh, as seems, of 60 minutes ago.
1: That seems crazy to me. We'll get to that really? in a little bit. Um, well, I'm I'm curious. Do it now though
0: that we're on that game. You so you're you're taking uh Sacramento, which I said the other day, and I'll say again now. That atmosphere is great. you know, dynamite stuff for for that town, that you know, second. It, it, I, when I say second tier, I mean you know it is not a metropolis. It's not a huge city. They have they have that team, and that's the one major sport that they have to root for, and everything else. So great atmosphere after whatever it was sixteen years away uh, from it. But I'm on the Dubs tonight. They come on. They're they're the defending champions well, at home. They, Are they as Alex pointed
1: gonna- out, the the favorites, the favorites when they've won have also covered sixteen right. times in a row. Right and and tonight that ends hmm. if you want to do warriors money line kings plus 6 watch where this lands you'll you'll be you'll 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 enjoy it but listen man the warriors don't have Maurice spates and festus azili coming off the bench <laughs> They, I got
0: good news for you.
1: They also don't have
0: 2016 Draymond Green either. He's not that big a factor. It's just he's, a bunch listen, of shooters they have. That out
1: guy there. is still, he's he is a great passer. The way they run that offense, the shots he gets for guys, uh, and his defense. I mean, as as Sabonis can attest, like he, you know, he's still an elite defender. Um, and so uh I, I just I think uh The Dubs may pull it out, but I just think six is a lot of lumber for the team that has been the better team, and the Warriors are down a pretty integral player.
0: Um, Okay, but if you do like the Dubs, back to the recurring point of Sal's, like these games are not close uh, so far early on. Uh, You know, if if you like the Dubs, then you should be comfy with with the six points. Cause it's, if they win, they're going to win by 10 points. So. It,
1: it'll be interesting to see the, if it play and staff get the high quality shots that they're, they're used to without everything Draymond does in that offense. Okay.
0: Who fits, who fits I, back to my Anthony Davis uh, thing. Who is there anyone you guys can think of that is that better defines the range of expectation. And I'm not talking about some bum, I'm talking about a guy who's an all-star level
1: guy. You know, who's who's like
0: no show sometimes
1: a a good one. I think historically is Brett Favre. Like, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah, he could, he could hang hang 350 yards and four TDs on you, or he could, he could pitch you out of the game. Like he just throw the ball to the other team um, as, as, uh, as Vikings fans learned in that title game. Yeah. Great Um, call on that one. Okay uh good goat we talked about it in the in the pre-production meeting that's what I'll call it uh and then we, we we talked about it a little hockey like you don't know how great a guy is until Patrice Bergeron is not on the ice I mean the the Bruins we lose every critical faceoff with Bergeron not on the ice so it it's like it's almost like you should be like um well guys start the four check. Because Barkov's going to win this this faceoff, and and everything Bergeron does, two hundred feet leadership. I don't think you know. There's that weird thing in the room in hockey. I don't think any of those eighteen skaters play as badly as they did. If Bergeron is there, I just think nobody wants to cough it up, up the middle of the ice. Like he just creates a standard. And so not having him for games one and two is reminding me, you know, he's the goat defensive forward of all time, five Selkie awards. And, uh, and obviously the face-offs, you know, the un- completely underrated part of the game. If you're, if you go on the power play and you have a face-off in the attacking zone, and they just get to knock that 30 seconds right off the top because you can't win a face off. And then on the other side, it's like when you're trying to get out of your zone and you can't win a face off. Uh, and I've actually, I mean, spaghetti, you play hockey, right? Or you played hockey. You, you have played hockey.
2: Uh, not for school or anything like that, but I, okay. I I, mean, I know how to skate. and what Yeah.
1: Cause I mean, like I, I played some, like we would play like, uh, what they, they call it like we play, we weren't in skates, but we'd be on a pond but we'd be like sliding around in our boots, but like we would take face off and it's like, obviously it's a skill, but it's not anything we understand like the way shooting a three pointer, like everyone kind of knows, you know, you want right. to get this rotation, you know, you know, it's like, it is a mystery. Like some guys are just awesome at it and some guys never win a face off. And you're like, what is going on? Well, that? that's
0: a great one to add to the list of things that when you hear a fan talking about something, if they have insight on it, then, you know, they're a fraud. It's the I always go with offensive line play assessing who's really good at it. You have no idea what you're talking about. This is a great one to add to that. One.
1: And it's like, you know, you at the end of the year, the same guys are always there. So it, it is a skill. It's not random. Right. But, uh, it's like, Oh my God. So while I was yelling at my kids, I was really missing <laughs> Bergeron in the face.
0: Ironically, well, you know, you wouldn't yell at them if you would burn a little hash with them.
1: All right, girls, let's get that peace pipe.
0: <laughs> let's do it for, Pat- for Patrice. Maybe it'll turn things around for him. How, I mean, where would this stand for you if they were to lose to the Panthers? They're not going to the overreaction. Boston sports fans, man, really kooky. The the I'm not pointing that at you. Just it was one game. It was embarrassing. That's pretty a stunning result. But still, um, how devastated? Where, where would this rank for you? In well, I mean, battle? obviously,
1: it would not quite. Be Patriots losing to Spaghetti's Giants in the Super Bowl at eighteen and zero because that was at the finish line. But you know, for for recent Bruins losses, it would surpass the the 2013 Cup final loss to the Blackhawks when we were we were in command of that series when Tory Krug uh, decided to make a a cross ice outlet kind of up the middle that just flipped the series like. We were up two games to one, didn't, didn't win another game. Like Tory Krug just took care of that one uh, puck mover um, into his own net. Um, so it but would you got wor-
0: Bucky dented and you got Mookie and you had, you got magic on the, on the mini sky hook. Where did, I mean, this, well, nothing, this wouldn't match up with any nothing of those, right? is
1: worse than 86 world series. No, nothing. I don't, that's in a category unto itself okay the bucky dent game i was playing soccer in like a junior high school soccer game so there was a radio on the sideline you were not in junior high in 1978 you're not that old. i'm not a young man it's like which is why the old manning cast this is my wheelhouse um (laughs) now speaking of which i must have texted this to you and if i did then it's not as fun because you know the answer but like so Sheck knows the answer. Spaghetti, if I didn't text this to you, do or if I did, that's fine. You can just say it. The Pittsburgh Steelers' last top five draft
2: pick. I don't I remember you, you texting did. me that. I no. don't At least I didn't see it.
1: Okay, it might have been on another thread. Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we'll let Spaghetti guess. I'm going to let he guess. He watches football. Last top five draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: I mean, I've been pretty locked into drafts since I've been, you know, my brain started working with the, I, I mean, the only like super high picks I even remember weirdly was like Roethlisberger and obviously he wasn't top five. Uh, so before then it's definitely before my time, I would say they had their heyday and the, I mean, was there a period of time in like the late eighties they were bad?
0: I, I I mean, relatively speaking, by the, the Pittsburgh Steelers own high standards. Yeah, they had some down years, but okay, they were so being had an funny. Apocalypse. So then
2: it was it was pre-all the Super Bowl. So early 70s. That's right. Jesus. Wow. Congrats on that.
0: That's that's who it was. It was Jesus. They drafted <laughs> Jesus himself. That's how long ago it was. And that really kickstarted the out of, Steelers. Uh,
1: out 20s. of Louisiana Tech, right? Was that's it? right. That's right. Uh, Football
0: Jesus, Terry
1: Bradshaw
0: himself. How about that? Come on.
1: This is insane, though. This is insane. No top five draft picks in 53 years. And we keep on cooking with gas.
0: You know, this is these kooks. uh, Don't get me started on that. I've railed against them too many times already recently. But these cuckoo cynics in Pitt, you're not, you know, you're not in Tampa or wherever the hell else in sports America you are. You're in Pittsburgh. You want the Steelers to tank? You want them to purposely lose games? For what? There's no evidence that that. Well, that, that that's, where I, that's where I was driving. That's where I was driving
1: with this, which is not only is there no, I mean, I, as we've talked about, like, one of these QBs is going to be a whiff. Like, someone's going to spend a very high pick on a not very good NFL Q- QB. Oh,
0: Anthony There's another Anthony for you. Maybe it's an Anthony issue. Anthony Davis, Anthony Richardson. He could be feast. He could also be famine if you watch him last year. High
1: ceiling, low floor. Um, So the the Steelers, and I would also kind of put Belichick in his inept drafting in this category. It's like maybe maybe we've got this exactly wrong. Like maybe it's. Day two of the draft and uh, an undrafted free agents like Hall of Famer Donnie Shell that we should be talking about and not a Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. That's right. I mean, d-
0: yeah. Listen, we we can tick through. In fact, go and listen to extra points from earlier this Thursday. South tick through the. It, it's remarkable how many swings and is people whose lives are devoted to draft analysis. And then the people actually in those war rooms 32 times over swing and miss at the most important position in sports. And it is not like, you know, a baseball draft where you're drafting a 17 year old from Venezuela or hockey where you're drafting a winger from Sweden who you don't really can't can't figure out how he's going to perform at the highest level. We've been watching these guys for Two, three, four years—we can't assess better than we do collectively. It really is a crazy thing how hard it is to figure out is, who's going to be good.
1: While while you're on the subject of prognostication, so, um, okay, I don't know if you do rotisserie baseball, but like every single incel in their mom's basement, uh, it, and I, everybody in every roto league in the world. Corey Kluber's a stay away. Corey Kluber's a like, that's going to, that's going to kill your rotisserie team. That's nobody wants Corey Kluber in any roto draft. Mm -hmm. I bloom wants him to start opening day for the Boston Red Sox. Like how are you (laughs) dumber than every single person in the world with a rotisserie team? Now, just to update you on Corey Kluber's 0 and 4, 8.00 start to the season. He's allowed six home runs the, the the Tampa Bay Rays have allowed eight home runs. Like, <laughs> but again, this is his job. This is high and blooms job it, worse at it than everybody else. Who's ever thought about baseball in their lives.
0: Sad yeah. irony. Yeah. Or is he, as I would submit, Ron Hextall proved himself to be a Trojan horse installed by a rival to ruin things, and both uh, Heim and Hexy did a banner job of doing just that. So yeah, I feel your pain on that. <laughs>
1: well, well, if you look at the Rays, the, the the Rays, the Rays keep what they want, and then if they don't want it, you don't want it either. I didn't know that was going to apply to the GM. I think that somebody somebody
0: said that earlier this week with the Trey Lance rumors that the Niners are willing to move on, despite that. that, I mean, it's as I always say, if you miss on a first round pick, it's not the end of the world. We have learned, we should have learned that lesson repeatedly now, but when you give up a bunch of first round picks to get a guy third overall, and you're willing to trade him before he's ever really seen any meaningful playing time in in the regular season, that should be a red flag to anybody on the other side of things. Um, That said, These rumors about, or not rumors, Tua himself said like, yeah, I almost retired. Well, now you got to be spooked. And I'm bummed about it because I was all in on the Dolphins for 2023, but now I got to back off unless maybe that is the answer. Mike McDaniel in San Francisco when they draft Trey Lance, surely uh, Lynch and, um, and Kyle went to DOC and said is this guy you, you like this guy is this guy going to be good for you so maybe he winds up in miami clean on the other side but anyway back to your point i'm well, sorry interrupting. speaking
1: you. of of neurological and cognitive decline and retirement hey diane feinstein feel free to call it a career what the <laughs> f wow
0: wow are you kidding it's like the draymond defenders also in california uh coincidentally too like I get it from her side. What, why are, why
1: are we like, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think the cognitive window to resign has closed. She can't resign now because she don't know what day it is. How's she going to resign? Like, how are you going to, (laughs) what are you going to put a, a, a a contract with an, you know, mark your ex here while you eat your pudding as, as the country goes to hell in a hand, hand handbasket. Like there has to be force majeure, uh, processes in place to prevent this from happening, um, and 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 but no, Dify like everybody's precious R B G before her. Hey, she likes being a U.S. senator. What are you gonna do? She like she enjoys it. She enjoys it. She likes. not she
0: see that she and Draymond could have a very nice life together? She they does. both have a lot of free time. You know, and be Di-Fi nice.
1: likes everybody kissing her, a- even if they also have to wipe her. A- That's great. That's great for the country. That's awesome. (laughs) Country, a country above ego. You, you megalomaniac. Oh my God. It drives me nuts. If in case you couldn't tell anyway, back to Tua.
0: Oh, I I, I was all wrapped up with my thoughts on Tua, except that I I guess I'm bummed as somebody who was from a wager standpoint in on these dolphins. And, you know, I, I, I don't know a week before the draft, if it's great for the guy, he, you know, he's not essential to their success. I mean, he, he, he was last year when he was right. That Dolphins team was, was really, really tough. And people ha- completely erased that from their memory, much like to with his back issues, not remembering much. Um, but I mean, I think, I think they are loaded up and really could go deep. I, you know, Spaghetti and Sal, everybody's like, ah, it's because you're down on on Patrick Mahal. I'm not saying that they're going to vanquish the Chiefs necessarily in the title game, but man, outside of the Chiefs, at least, I really love the Dolphins, but now I feel like they have to get a QB. You can't go into the season with a quarterback who's talking about like, yeah, I almost retired because of two, because if I get another one, then that, then that should suggest that that will be it for him. If I gets one more, I'll be like, all right, three's enough. Goodbye. Okay.
1: Now maybe you were a little bummed that he said it out loud, but obviously anyone who's ever had the misfortune of being in fencers pose has considered retirement. Right. I mean, like, it's not like he, like he was being carted off like, it, it crossed what was left of his mind. I might not want to do this anymore. Like, I mean, so he said it, but I mean, by the way, that's every player. That's every snap of an NFL game. That could be your last snap. Well, it's also
0: interesting, too, because everybody has that conversation about doing it, what makes sense. And and, and yet at the se- you know, the next sentence from some some people is like, Well, obviously, Bryce Young has to go number one overall. Like, I I think concussions are largely, you know, based on fluke. You're running into each other. You know, you're going to get got in all likelihood. If you're holding the ball, you're going to bonk heads and, and whether or not you hit your head on the ground or with a 300 pound guy and it concusses you and causes your brain to develop a bruise is you know, bad luck to some degree if you get you know two of those over the span of eight weeks or whatever. But also, if you're slight, you're easier to ragdoll. 300-pound guys trying to tackle you will ragdoll you over their hip, and that's how you get concussed. You saw that happen to Kenny Pickett, um, too, and he's gaining weight to try and offset that, but Bryce Young has no ability to do that. So shouldn't you then be spooked by the idea of Bryce Young number one overall? The answer is obviously yes, I was being rhetorical.
1: If Bryce Young needs help on how to gain weight, I'm I'm here for him. No oh, problem.
0: back to the hatch, right? I am.
1: A, I'm at my max right now. Oh, are you yeah. all time? I mean, I've hit I've hit it before. I've been here. This is where I panic. One ninety five, one ninety six. Hmm. I've never I've never been to Spaghetti Land. Obviously, I mean, I'm oh, you know, obviously I mean, I've got. Some I don't think I don't fire. think
0: your I I don't think you're a man of your stature's heart
1: no, could I take. No, it's like it's uh, but it is it is grim uh you know the the joints are creaking and i'm putting a lot of weight on them so you know the way the way i work is like i'm like hey man i'm on deadline i gotta get this thing finished i gotta get it made i gotta get it on the air and i can't worry about anything including my health Mm -hmm. until this thing is done and then you get the thing done and then you're like okay mirror time oh christ Oh heavens! Oh, <laughs> heaven.
0: oh, Doesn't heavens. seem fair, because because like when you're doing stuff, when you're on the go, you're just like, I just need something to, I need some some fuel to 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 keep this roll going here. So you just grab whatever and you stuff it into your face. You don't enjoy it, so it's it seems unfair from the gods that it also then makes you fat,
1: right? And, and stress releases cortisol, which also the god, you know, the 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 gods mm. made us so that we go, oh, this guy's stressed out. We better put some fat on him. This must mean winter is coming. So it's like the combination of cortisol and and snacking and eating huge portions, as always, um, has not been kind to my middle. Um, so so I'm, I'm going to do something radical. I don't know. Oh, well, that's something to look forward to. Let me squeeze in a
0: quick break here.
1: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Jets' pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Harry on Against All Odds just walked um, on a treadmill to honor Megan um, Connolly doing a marathon. In under three hours. Is that the greatest athletic achievement? I said, I said, maybe Hench has done something for the extra point staff that would outdo Megan Connolly running a marathon in under three, if you have done anything, I mean, you're an accomplished athlete.
1: Well, obviously it's, it's, you know, don't let her, don't tell her this, but no, never never. No, it's between us. It's not really a sport. I mean, you're just, you're jogging. I mean, I got blessed, but like, I would say my. I would say my 54 in a men's league game, fewer people could have done that. I mean, hmm. how many, how many hundreds of thousands of people have run a three hour marathon? Like, yeah, you train and then you do it. I, like basically everybody does it. Like anybody. Who's I taught- agree with that. It's also like, well, I've played basketball. When There are a
0: lot of people who marathon, who, who are proud of it and good for you if, if you're proud of it. I, I, but you know, if it takes you five hours, well, like, Hey, guess what, Steph Curry, you and me, same page because we've both played basketball. Like, we, are you really doing something if it takes
1: that? But under three hours, that seems like a no. A that's legitimate. that's crazy. Um, I because even Zadino Chara took three and a half hours, and and with those strides, uh, Doug
0: Flutie did it too. I forgot about that. So Connolly outdid two professional athletes then because right. Flutie also ran it in, in a longer time than it took, uh, took Conley to, to, but, hit I, mean, her mark. Never,
1: I mean, I don't know where, you, I don't know how well you guys know her, but like, there is always when I see an elite runner, I'm always like, are you running towards something or are you running away from something? Hmm. That's like, I like there, there, there is a level of, um, Obsessiveness, like you can't, you have to stay on that knife's edge. You can't not run, right? You can't. You have to be in peak physical condition at all times, and you're always getting ready for the next, the next challenge, the next hurdle. And there's something specific about running which ain't great for us. I mean, you know, it's obviously it's good to be lean and 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 in shape, which he obviously is, but like that particular Pounding uh takes a toll. What so, was his name? Fix? Harry Fix? Jim Fix. Jim right. Fix. Well, don't bring Jim him fix in the context of our friend Megan. Well, I'm just saying that's what, but, but it, he, his
0: existence or lack thereof at this point is the ongoing excuse for everybody who, like you who lets them sell you and spaghetti who become my slovenly. My
1: excuse is that I ground my knees into powder playing sports. So Hmm. I don't know, I guess it's sort of like having a baby in my book,
0: you know, like if they always do that thing of like, imagine if men had to have the babies, then where would we be and where would our laws be and everything else? I always have for me personally, like maybe, maybe you could talk me into one 10 month stretch one time. All right. You know what? The whole point procreation continuing. Um, you know, this species on this planet and all that. Okay, maybe I'll do it. I'll bite the bullet and I'll experience the joy of parenthood. But after I did it once, it'd be like, well, again, another, another 10 month, year long stretch. Never no booze.
1: Oh, no, and then you got to lower it, right? She's got to do 245. Um, No, thank you. No, thank you. Why do it again once you do it? How close to ground zero have you been on when your kids have been birthed? How, how right you write in that mix there.
0: You mean that in, uh, in relation to the, to the woman's yeah. form.
1: Yeah. You're, you're, you're in, in you know,
0: and, and I've had multiple uh, lovers, uh, you know, who've produced that's, it's just the way it goes. That's you, you, your seed, you want to,
1: your, your seed is very strong. Like Robert Baratheon.
0: I'm, I'm a vigorous lover. I mean, for better or worse, it comes with some, you know, is you're, you're very likely going to wind up with a baby um but you know it's as they say it's the journey not the destination right the ladies can tell you what I'm talking about um I yeah I, I I thought I was warned repeatedly about going south um of the belly button um because it might it might impact things and in in every situation I it was not a choice it was just like it got it got harried and Oh, well, I don't want to say things were hairy, but you know what I mean? It was, it got uh, stressful and the doctors and the nurses got stressed out. And uh, so I kind of had to set aside those concerns and, and I was down there and I saw it all. I
1: well, saw yeah, the whole so, thing. so that's funny because I was like happy up North in my perch, mm-hmm. whispering, cooing, you know, holding mm-hmm. hands. That was all fine. And then, and then it was like, Hey pops, we're going to need you down here. And it's like, Well, there's a doula and a nurse and an OBGYN. I most certainly don't think you need me down there. I don't know how anything works and (laughs) what is happening. So, but anyway, to your point about doing it once, not, you know, running a marathon, having a kid, I just had this thought, you know, having been a little too close for comfort for both my daughter's births, Mm. like, you know, I mean, everyone complains about their spouse and like, you know, the inequity and the pie chart and whatever, but I'm like, both times I've been like, well, I'll do 10,000 of whatever my least favorite thing is to not have to do this. Like, I'm like, when I'm like, wow. That's I right. never complain about anything again, except for David Krejci not being able to win a face-off <laughs> because this this is, it's it's so far beyond my capabilities. Like, I'd be like, I'd just be like, they'd be like, what happened? The the uh, the father died giving birth. He just perished. <laughs> I'm glad,
0: you know, as I think about the suffering you've done as a sports fan and an athlete yourself, I've got to be way down on your list because you would get really mad at me when I would take a shot at, at game point when we would play three on three and I was on your team. You would yell at me. you would You would attempt to humiliate me. Another grown man around my peers and you would shout me down for like uh, uh, great shot Shaq! yeah I, the, the, your teammate has scored 18 of the 21 uh, of the team's 20 points and you decide to try and ch- take the game one
1: good 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 thought there good strategy there Shaq good job no job, more good job. Not, uh, no not. more hum- no more humiliating than the uh 16 footer you shot from 18 feet
0: <laughs> call me Peja Stoyakovic all right my goats I'll start off with some sunshine for you, and I have a lot of it. Um, I'm going to go with, um, you know what? In honor of 420, you told a story about uh, your old man. When I came home from college once, I, um, I, uh, I, I got home and was in a rush. And as a matter of fact, we were. I used to play when I was in high school and college my my pals and I in Pittsburgh love playing street hockey you know we would get into any tennis court or otherwise a good place and there were a lot of them around Pittsburgh we played a lot of street hockey deck hockey all that stuff and I drove home one winter break and was so anxious to play I got home dropped all my bags with the laundry and otherwise and and headed straight out the door and I came back home and uh and Mo Damashek said hey you know what? I did all your laundry for you. I went up, surprise, you know, you're home. You don't have to do your laundry. I did it for you. And I was like, Oh, that's so nice. And then, uh, I went up to my room and I remembered, wait a second. Um, Dave just discovered, uh, discovered the tree. He just discovered weed and he had a, he had a bag of it. And, um, in one of the bags with all the clothing. And I realized, wait a second. And it was weird. It's almost hard to believe that I wouldn't be able to, the way it happened was like a movie with camera angles or something. So I go up to my room and my mother tells me that and I go and I see my bags emptied in my room and I am and I see them in the corner of the room and I have a small little bedroom and uh, I, I see them all emptied and I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then I thought, wait a second, there was something extra in one of those bags. Where is it? She has to have found it. And then right in the center of the room right under my feet is the aforementioned bag but not rolled up real nice no perfectly unrolled squarely in the middle of the floor of the bedroom and just then who comes walking down the hall mo damashek and she goes like hey so i went like and i, and I sat down on it not doing the math on like well obviously she did this so it, the dog didn't uh, pull the bag out and unroll it for you in the middle of the floor and so i hear her coming and i just sat down on it as though she you know like well she won't be any the wiser as long because it's under my butt there and i'm having a conversation with her sitting in the middle of my floor what kind of weirdo sits down <laughs> in it and and i and, and oh hey and mom just uh, never never a mention of it from mo damashek this was her sequel to my friends and i um were out and came home one day. And uh, we always, we standardly on Fridays after school, there was a place in Pittsburgh we could drive through a um, a beer distributor and they would just, no question asked, we were clearly 17 years old. They would just drop the case into the back of your trunk and that was that. And so we left a uh, case and there would be some leftover sometimes. My, my, uh, my late pal Richie and I on Mondays before basketball practice would finish off the last three or four beers and then go into basketball practice um which was always fun I was better it was weird I, I would get better a couple couple belts in me um but uh we came home and uh, we were told uh oh we, we, we thought oh yeah we still got uh, those beers from last weekend in the back of uh my pal Brett's car let's go get those beers and we went to get them we opened the trunk of his car and it was still the the beer case but it was filled with coca-cola cans. Oh. Never, never a mention. Mo Damashek, she would do these pranks honest to be like, "I'm on to you. We don't have to talk about it, but I know." Did you I ever, know what's going
1: uh, on? Did you ever come into your room uh with your Playboy magazine just open to the centerfold in the middle of the room like, <laughs> "No, did that yeah. happen to you?" <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm, "This is her move, right? She she wants you to know she knows."
0: Hey, and then you. House, you come home and yeah. your old man's like you're like where's my where, where's that I? why well, I smoked it all boy you know you can't leave that stuff laying I, around uh, me.
1: yeah my 15 <laughs> year old son i'm on to him here's playboy um and then by the another- way we were such crazy hippies that playboy magazine was like newsweek in our house <laughs> it'd be on the coffee table <laughs>
0: so then hustler was that like oh, yeah, yeah. only for so, your 10th
1: birthday I mean, imagine imagine how hardcore it had to be to make it into my dad's briefcase with a swank
0: it, not till you're 16 your oh, eyes aren't ready God. for for we until oh <laughs> you that's how you knew you were that, that that was for the uh the porn enthusiasts who like to turn the pages with their pinky up yeah, right we um uh, I, I so shout out to uh, Mo that makes her a good goat I think
1: all right devilish as it was Mo states and Mo Damshek, both making it in um,
0: I mentioned earlier the state of my sports fandom is is better than I thought it would be a week ago the pens my angst I, I you know my I, I'd be heart sick right now no matter what the series stood at I'd be sick right now so maybe that's for the best but overall the battle in bucko's stepping up just when I needed them most, you know, that's what sports does for us. They give you something to look forward to. The pens devastated me and they're the buckos. Look at them at the time of this recording. What are they? 12 and seven red Lakes coming to the banks of the three rivers. They get two out of three there. Okay. Listen, they might get me. They might in fact get me through the month of July in 2023. Just get me to football season and then we'll revisit things in 24, but this is cause for optimism. And speaking of that, I'm excited about the Steelers, the draft and everything else. And every night now we're in the sweet spot of getting to toggle back and forth between NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs and baseball's on, and you can get some draft analysis sports. Guess what is getting my go to the week here on a sports podcast
1: sports.
0: That's what it gets is, it.
1: it's so great. It's such a great time of year. If, you know, better, obviously if, if Bergeron plays, but you know, So my thing is like, okay, the Bruins are on. Everybody F off. Like, get out. This is this is dedicated time. But like in between periods, I'm jumping over to the Hurricane Islanders. Then I'm watching Anthony Davis suck against the Grizz. That's fantastic. Um, Watching uh, uh, Corey Kluber get shelled by the Twins. Like, you know, it's all happening. And that's because we're on the West Coast. That's like the four to seven out. Right. Then I I take a break, pretend to be a good family man, have dinner with the family. How is everybody's rose and thorn? Oh, wait, I'll go first. My thorn. David crazy can't win a face off. Um, why is dad crying? Uh, so so then, <laughs> so then as soon as Sophie eats her like 11th calorie, she's like, I'm at it. You know, she's back up in her room. Uh, although not, not into the burning tree, though for her, her hmm. friend group, I don't think disappointing. Uh, she's more into the boost, but so good. So then, so she then has Gigi, her thing. That's why like
0: she doesn't have to be like you. She has to be her right. own person, and she's, she's her, found but although, it's good
1: and yeah, uh, uh, Although into my music, but anyway. So then, Gigi and Heather will often slink off to like watch a movie. Uh, Gigi's hair is very unwieldy; like needs a lot of uh, brushing and braiding. And so they have this really great mother daughter bonding thing. Then I go back in, uh, for the Pacific installment of, of hockey. And, and it's, you know, I was texting you guys last night because it's like, you know, the Oilers are like, well, it's a must win. They come out flying. They don't put that much daylight between them and the Kings. Kings don't get a shot for 18 minutes. Then, you know, a couple of bad goals, it's 2 2. Now, the Oilers got lucky on their game winner. I mean, that just seemed like a semi fluky floater. You know, uh, Corpus Lala was screened on it, but. Four um, goal. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm, 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 so I'm like watching some puck and then, and then you're, you're, you've got the you, you know, Timberwolves make this huge run on the, on the Nuggets. Um, and then, and then Heather comes back down and the Kings have pulled the goalie. And I had, I had a weird parlay. I needed the Oilers to win. And I'm like, yeah, it's two minutes. And, you know, Heather's like, it should go off as soon as she's back. Uh, and we're going to watch our Barry or our succession or whatever. And so, so uh, I'm like, I kind of got to see this empty netter Kane scores. And I'm like, you know, this is like six hours of solid playoff puck hoop. And like, I'm gassed. I'm like legitimately
0: (laughs) I watch. Listen, that all that for me on Wednesday was preceded by the battle in Buccos completing the sweep of the poor Rockies. By the way, the Buccos in that one in that three game series scored 33 runs, 33 runs to put it into perspective. That's more runs than they scored in the entire decade of the aughts. Can you imagine that? That's a, that's amazing <laughs> that the the a franchise can turn itself now, around to that your, degree. Your
1: your shortstops out for the year, right?
0: O'Neill Cruz is back. I think late uh, late July, August, something like that. But you know, listen, this is all just about this is this is when you're playing with house money. It's in advance of. It's not. I you know, as a Penguins fan, I can rightly brag like, okay, we have five cups. I mean, what what am I going to do? This is in front of any pressure pack situations this is, this is great this is great fun i i they don't have a, a deep starting uh rotation so what this is all about watching the kids grow and get better and next year and the year after that it's going to be good in
1: fact yeah. you got to develop these players so you can you can trade them trade to- them way to yanks. you
0: right or to yeah right exactly and to the yanks and the metropolitans and the padres um last uh last the bad goat because you mentioned him i should shout him out I, I, you know, I like to point out names that are bad for a baby, and then names that are bad for a grown-up. But Corey, you know, maybe Corey Kluber's getting what for because Corey's not a good name for a baby or for a grown-up. He gets my go-to the week spaghetti. Take it away. <laughs> All right, so I'll start with my name kid Corey. I mean, that's you know. Go ahead. Sorry. I interrupted Thank,
2: you. Thanks for that. Yeah, I won't name him Corey. Um, I'll I'll start with my with my good goat here. And uh I'm not gonna mince words. I mean, you you Shek, you're talking about this before with the NBA playoffs being uh very predictable, it's all chalk, but you you said that you think the NHL is too wacky because of the road dogs. Uh, I love that. And I necessarily don't think it's a bad thing because you know. I don't think because the Kings won game one overtime, they're going to beat the Oilers. I don't think because the Bruins lost, you know, probably their worst game of the season in game two, they're going to lose the series. I still think it's a good mix of teams winning, shaking things up. Like, yes, there is that that threat always of the eight seed beating the one seed. But I, I think that what hockey has, the unpredictability the NBA is lacking is great. I mean, you have guys like Kawhi Leonard now out tonight recording this, you know, midday Thursday. Uh, Kawhi Leonard missing time. Giannis missing time. John he's Harden out.
0: Kawhi's cuts. out. Kawhi Leonard has oh, a knee He's
2: he's out. And, and I hope was, people and, jumped
0: on the Suns when I said that. Lay yeah, four.
2: Yeah, the line jumped up now to like seven or so. Last I saw, but and that was one of the better series. Like the the Phoenix uh, LA series is one of the better ones. Like Knicks Cavs should be good. Obviously Kings uh, Warriors still should be good because of you know the Sacramento crowd and stuff like that. But. It, to me, it's like the NBA playoffs are just getting like they're just about Draymond suspension and Russell Westbrook uh yelling at a fan and all these guys, all the star players now missing time. Like to me, it's it just it. I don't know. I don't know why the NBA is pushed as much as it is by the networks, whereas the NHL, you have a guy like Morgan Barron. He gets a skate to the face, 75 stitches. They close him up, puts on the full hockey cage, the full college hockey cage and comes back out on the ice and is now back on you know less than a period later uh for the Jets and to me like the combination of the 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 road dog upsets and the unpredictability and the players just like I mean you know, for a guy like Patrice Bergeron to miss a game and I'm sure hence you could list all the you know the stuff that he's played through for his entire career like this guy doesn't miss games if it's not serious he plays through everything um, so it to me it's just like I I got to say hats off to the NHL early start uh, I know for us you know with the Rangers in it and the Bruins in it, and check the way your Penguins kind of end of the season it's probably tougher for us to really fully enjoy it than a person who roots for like the Blackhawks but um, right now I mean I think this is is unbelievable and then you have like the the looming threat of will the two best players in the sport, McDavid and Austin Matthews, like if they do lose or they don't advance far enough, will they be moving on to new teams and really changing the whole entire face of hockey? Like there is so much crazy good stuff going on right now. To me, it's a lot of fun. I wish I was less nervous and can enjoy it more because I, I, I'm loving it. So hockey, the road dogs, all that. I, stuff by by I the say. way,
0: I fully support that. I just mean it would be bad for the sport, you know, Sal always points that out. He's like, "How can you talk about being uh, being believing in merit, but then a first, you know, the President's Cup winner never uh, goes deep in the NHL?" That's what I'm talking. About. I just don't want the Bruins just for the sake of the the regular season, the integrity and meaning of the regular season. You can't just throw it out the window again. Not when you have a historically good team. I don't care if the Bruins win the Cup. They, I, I just need to see them go deep here. It's just bad if they go out to the Florida Panthers, who barely even got in.
2: That's what I, I, I agree with that, but I, I think I think we're we're safe from that. I don't I don't see the Florida Panthers advancing. Um, and and uh, I'll wrap up quickly with my my bad goat here, and we're running a little bit long. But the New York Yankees are getting my bad goat, and not for oh. their play on the field. They've been pretty good, but they did something, and I get why. I get it's a business. I get you want to make money, and I get they want to do a little uh, service to a player who they think may be a free agent soon, or maybe even traded soon. Now those rumors that um, Shohei Otani maybe moved to the deadline when the Angels are obviously out of it. But selling his jersey in the Yankee Stadium in the Yankee shops, like I understand, it's a Japanese league jersey. I understand there's a ton of international fans who want to be there to purchase it. I get this guy is a superstar in many different countries. Totally grasp it. And I, I like I said, it's the bottom line is making your dollar. But. I knew people who had that game when they were like, you know, posting pictures on social media with it. And I was telling them, like, burn it. I would be there with a marker or something. I would destroy all those jerseys. I don't want anything besides the Yankees. They had, like, our last World Series was 2009. It's been over a decade. I know they've been close. I know they had some good seasons, but this current group of Yankees needs to win. And I think there is a little bit of pressure mounting. I think Brian Cashman's definitely on the hot seat and the ownership group, obviously with George gone, has not been it has not been the same feel. And to do something so soft, this is such a, like a, a non-Yankees move. Where you're putting
0: wait a second other- i don't know so you're saying they sell it in in the stadium or they gave oh, it away it,
2: no no no. they were selling shohei otani japanese like jerseys in the team shop
0: that's dirty i don't understand that why they I would do it. that even what would be the inspiration
2: i just don't grasp what like the the, the benefit of this and you're you're don't like play to an opposing player and like you have like the goal for the yankees right now is not like trying to entice a player to come here it's just worry about right now the here and now win these games uh, uh, win a World Series, get to a World Series first, and and don't let teams like the Rays or the Astros, con- you know, consistently beat you. And I, I'm just, I I don't like that as a move. And again, I understand why they're doing it, but as a diehard, I don't understand fan, it. I'm, Yorker, I, I, I I'm
0: it. even harsher. I'm I'm more extreme. That is an outrage. Shame the devil. That, All right, I don't, see. Move see, to go, Anaheim if you love them so much.
1: I, I go the other way. If the if the Red Sox want to make money on jersey sales, they should only sell opposing jerseys. Because <laughs> how are those Chris Sale jerseys flying off the shelves? They're on sale. That was yeah. That was a good <laughs> extension. Oh my god! When 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 you contemplate the sale contract impacting both the Mookie and Bogarts. Discussion. It's it's so catastrophic. Uh that you know that that's just not sales fault for being terrible, the Red Sox fault for extending a guy who's seven three, 105 pounds.
0: Well, I think you mentioned this before even this calendar year arrived, but for real, you better hold the Red Sox, in fact, are probably rooting hard. Go Celts go Bruins, please be on the upper fold in the newspaper for as long as you can be and bury us down at the bottom there. So no one notices how atrocious we are. Cause if both those teams lose out, then Boston sports fans are going to have nothing but the Red Sox to look at for a couple of months. And that won't be good, but Hey, great news, Mac Jones and uh, the new England Patriots are on the way.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know what to tell you, Hedge. Um, All right. Uh, spaghetti.
2: Well, that was it. Good goat. Oh, that was NHL it. Road dogs, okay. Bad dog. Uh, bad goat is. Uh, I'm with you. My, I my
0: I don't Yankee. like that. You're the New York. Yan- it was one thing to do that kind of crap in at a Florida Marlins game.
2: Absolutely, it's a minor the league.
0: New league York Yankees. Hey, Why what in the hell? Where's your Where's your dignity? Where's your Where's your honor?
1: The world. The, the, the World Baseball Classic. It's his Japanese jersey. I don't
0: know. It was nice. I did. I did rate that number one among all the uh, World Baseball Classic jerseys. The uh, the Japanese sweater was very nice. And now a quick break. All right, uh hench, give us uh a best better three, and then okay. Uh, show so as I said earlier,
1: I the Kings plus six against the Draymondless Warriors. Um, this one is a is a, I'm not it, you know, obviously Giannis is in flux, but if you can find Bucks in five out there, wow, the, the Bucks the Bucks were so confident that that they are not, they cannot lose four games to this heat team that they're like we we can lose game 2 we don't have to rush our guy back and then they and then the non giannis destroyed the the heat and obviously giannis is irreplaceable over the long haul but the heat have trouble scoring the tyler hero thing more a bigger killer to their prospects I, I don't think the Heat win another game in the series. Um, uh, I would take the Bucs in five. And I'm still seeing uh, Suns in five is listed at plus 150. You know, if Kawhi, if someone's hurt enough to miss a game, they're not going to be right. Well, that's my point with Giannis. I,
0: I, I don't know where the the is the comments Well, Giannis is, is
1: not necessarily a human being right i mean he he messed up his knee so seriously in that championship run where we're like he's not going to play till christmas that awkward buckle of the knee and then in the finals he makes the greatest defensive play uh arguably certainly since lebron's rundown uh, uh uh in in the 2016 series that draymond cost the warriors um so so you know the back is a little different um animal in in that once it stops spasming or whatever is going on down there he he could he could get right pretty quickly but if kawhi has got a knee problem
0: forget it i i mean i have no pushback on that um Is that uh, Are those your plays that that you're offering up? All right, great stuff is always there. Uh, Kevin Hench, go get them in uh, show business, and good luck to your Bruins. Boy, oh, boy, what what an indignity that would be to end the season like that. Um, I will give out – I said it a couple of weeks ago. I told you earlier in the week that uh, I'm talking NFL draft now to look ahead. Just a little bit. We're just a week away at the time of this recording. I think the second overall pick – For all the smokescreen talk that you're hearing out there around Will Levis and maybe Anthony Richardson, and I've made my case, why were I drafting, I would want the best possible specimen, so I would probably go Anthony Richardson over the imperfect Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I do think when confronted with that pick and the good building blocks in place in Houston, I think C.J. Stroud is going to be the uh, second pick overall plus 275 you can get him there and i'll add that to what i said earlier this week i think the pittsburgh steelers all just talk about trading up to get jalen carter or to get a left tackle or otherwise i think that con and company have done such a dynamite job of filling all the apparent needs for these 2023 steelers i think they're going to go db you can get that at plus 100 those are my two nfl draft plays eddie spaghetti how will see you
2: So uh, I'll give a quick NFL draft when I I do think if you could bet on Zay Flowers to be the first receiver taken, I think this new Patrick Mahomes uh, private workout thing that he did spooked a bunch of teams they are going to be like, well, we don't want the Chiefs to end up with this guy who could be a burner. Um, I know the Titans are interested in him. I know the Cowboys are in on him. I think that I know Martin, I think, gave out Addison. And I was really believing Addison to be the first guy taken, uh, first receiver taken. But I I think now Zay Flowers is a guy that and I know not that this really matters, but like Mel Kuyper has him as like his 10th overall prospect. So uh, I get that.
0: But the Devontae Smith thing. Okay, that's worked out so far, but he even was injured in his rookie season. But, you know, how many John Rosses and Tavon Austins and otherwise do we need to see before we stop using first round picks on guys that are 160 pounds? Half of Kevin Hench's current weight.
2: Especially with the, you know, going to BC and not getting like the best comp, uh, competition in a down year for the ACC. I, I'm with you on that. And I, 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 I,
0: I, I think he's awesome. But, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, he's too he's, he's small. He's going to get hit by somebody and get hurt when he does.
2: Uh, I also think the Sal gave out the under the under four and a half quarterbacks in the first round. I, I think the Raiders are gonna take and Hooker in the first round. I think it's gonna be five. Um and what? You, so, yeah, I think he came in. They 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 had six quarterbacks for their top thirty visits. Uh, include the the sixth one was the was a uh, O'Connell, the um the Purdue quarterback. Uh, I think Henan Hooker, you know, he's 25, he's older. In a weird way, it's a good thing he's experienced. I mean, he put yeah. up numbers in the SEC. I, I do think that he'll be the fifth guy. But the the bet I would give out uh, for hockey fans and those who just want to put some some money down, the Avalanche Kraken series. If you follow the them all year long, the Kraken have had the Avalanche's number. They were three oh and one versus them. The only losses in the shootout. They've held the Avalanche, the defending champs to seven goals in four games, I think for that series, consistently bet the under I think the one the game for tonight is a uh, is six goals which a lot of go- a lot of the games have five and a half so I would say the under on that and I would just consistently keep betting the Kraken you know plus the goal and a half or, or even want to take them to the money line at home that building should be crazy uh, I know from my time when I was up in Seattle near um, Halloween it was 90 bucks to get in after puck drop Um, and I can't imagine what it's going to be like for the playoffs so you know the the avalanche the defending champs are not as deep as they were um and i i do think that their goal goaltending issues is still a little bit of a problem here uh in the playoffs you don't like to see that and the kraken just like there's no pressure on them whatsoever so i like the kraken to keep it close in a low scoring series so i would just keep consistently betting the kraken and keep betting on the unders in that series
0: that's interesting i like that i think because i i think the will win but you're right they probably will play it nice and tight and um that's uh probably a very smart play there all right and by the way Penny Penguins fans listening, if you're looking for a team to vibe to, that would be it. Ronnie Francis, Turbo Tana, um, guys who should still be on the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, but we're not. Anyway, um, boy, a, a big, long show here, and it breezed by, at least for me, Eddie Spaghetti. Good times. Uh, so for you, for Kevin Hench, make sure you're listening to all the great products out there on the Extra Points Network. So many to name here. We're going to be all over the NFL draft for you next week, all over these playoffs with best best plays for you. ExtraPoints.com is how you track it all down. And until the other side of the weekend, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.